And yeah, so I was born tongue-tied. And that term has kind of been, I guess, a common metaphor for me in my life. Um, growing up, being the black sheep in my family, um, not only my family, but a lot of like my high school or a lot of my like years growing up. Uh, I grew up in like a small conservative farm community and like, you know, there's just not people like me, I guess, around here. And um, so anyway, so it was really hard for me to like communicate and like relate. And uh, I always felt yeah kind of like an outsider. And um, once I discovered music, that's kind of like for me is when I kind of like found my voice in a sense. What's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Trevor Talks. I'm your host, Trevor Tyson, and I'm just thrilled to invite you to the most unconventional episode of Trevor Talks that you've ever logged into. You know, after the past few weeks, we've had Matt Greiner from August Burns Red, and we've had Jerome Flood from Floodgate, and uh, what's the other? Kyle Pastor from Archetypes Collide. It's just a huge metalcore party, and I'm excited about it. So I thought we would just keep the party going. So... We've got Jeremy Schaefer from Earth Groans, but not only Jeremy, which his mustache is enough to carry a whole interview on without him saying a word. <laughs> but we've also got Michael Felker from Convictions joining us just because they've got some weird bromance going on, and I wanted to be extended into yeah. it. So that's why we're here. We're all, <laughs> we're all here together to get tips about how to uh, get a good mustache from Jeremy, but mostly to talk <laughs> about... Earthgrown's new EP, Tongue Tied. Without further ado, Jeremy, Mike, welcome to the show. This is going to be fun. Hello. What's up? Thanks <laughs> thanks for having me and for surprising me with Mike's appearance also. That's very I'm cool. <laughs> I'm back with the most Jesus-y <laughs> shirt you could ever wear in your yeah. life. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So uh, Mike is eating Chipotle right now. Jeremy is counting money <laughs> from the Tongue Tied EP. And yeah, just all of it, metalcore money. Yeah. No, but it's such a sick EP, man. And I'm super excited to have you on the show. And Mike, having you back was just a dream of mine. I didn't know if you were going to be busy because you're so famous and all now. But we're all here together. It's going to be a big family affair. Since we've had Mike oh, on the yeah. show before, Jeremy, let's start with you. Can you give us a little introduction into Earth Groans? And for all of the uh, CCM people that follow us that maybe don't even know what metalcore is give them the full earth groans experience straight from jeremy schaefer what the heck's going on here what do Hold i do on. with this thing oh it's amazing yeah i got a floater if you're listening to the All audio right. experience he's got an amazing hair floater right now and you should go watch uh, it on youtube yeah i i literally woke up like three hours ago i slept till three today not gonna lie sounds like what i do on a daily basis yeah, I worked. I worked till like uh, seven or eight a.m. Um, but um, yeah, so I started Earthgrounds about seven years ago now. Uh, I was just telling Trevor earlier that I got um, a reminder on my phone for our first tour from seven years ago, May of twenty sixteen. Uh, our very first tour was our first time playing shows. It was wild. Um, but uh, yeah, so I started Earthgrounds. Earthgrounds was uh, it's just gonna be like a solo project of mine that i didn't really plan on taking seriously um so i wrote an ep and recorded the ep and then i was like actually you know what it'd be sick if i turned this into a touring project wow. so i kind of started looking around for uh members and everything kind of just fell into place and then we just started we just hit the ground running um but yeah i i guess uh it never really 
totally intended it to be, you know, some, it was just, I was doing, uh, my recording studio, I was doing that full time for about, um, five years and I just missed playing music, missed touring. And, uh, so once I, you know, I wrote Earthground or I started Earthgrounds just to kind of scratch that itch. And then I was like, oh, yo, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's go for it. And, uh, yeah, so we just started, just started touring very heavily. I knew that I was like, well, if I'm going to do another project, I'm going to, like, I'm going to go for it full send. So, um, we just started touring right off the bat and, uh, we toured pretty heavily for, I don't know, year and a half, two years maybe. And then, uh, we signed to Solid State and then we did a re-release of that record and then uh, we've been doing EPs almost every year since. So That is insane. So from May 2016, fun fact, the month and year I graduated high school, praise God, almost didn't pass everything, but you know what? We made it through and we're here. So May 2016, you start touring up until 2023 like it had to be super weird when obviously the pandemic hit you couldn't tour anymore how was that like for you after touring for such a long time and just being locked into your house essentially right. and then mike if you could answer that as well well he's still chewing so I'll go first no yeah um <laughs> I, it was man it was brutal it was uh i had a meltdown honestly because so um i told trevor earlier i have a recording studio that's my full-time job or my big boy job um and then uh and then i was doing the touring thing so literally both rugs were pulled out from underneath me and that's like literally my whole life my whole life is is music you know the studio and touring and stuff so i pretty much didn't have anything anymore so it was a very rude awakening to have all that happen like within like a week or two you know so yeah. uh mentally uh mental health wise it was it was really hard but i mean through it it also i also i feel like i learned a lot and uh kind of learned you know how much of my own character my own identity i had wrapped up in being the band guy um so that was kind of a cool awakening for me too if you've been listening to this podcast for more than one episode, then you know how much I advocate for therapy. I don't shut up about it. Heck, half of the episodes, we're talking about therapy because mental health is just as important as your physical health. And we know that finding the right support for your mental health can be a challenge. And that's why I want to tell you about our brand new sponsor here at Trevor Talks, BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com offers a convenient and discreet way for people to receive mental health support from the comfort of their own home with a wide range of therapists to choose from and the ability to communicate via text phone or video betterhelp.com makes it easy to find the right support for your needs one of the main benefits of using betterhelp.com is the flexibility that it provides you can access therapy sessions from anywhere you have an internet connection and choose from a variety of communication methods including text phone and video where else are you going to find this, guys? I don't know. BetterHelp.com also uses a wide range of therapists to choose from with specialties in various areas such as anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. 
we have a special offer for you guys. BetterHelp.com is offering our listeners a 10% discount on their first month of therapy services. So if you've been thinking about getting into therapy and it's just been too expensive, BetterHelp.com is a lot cheaper than going to a traditional brick-and-mortar therapy service. Uh, those are great also, but if you want to get it a little bit cheaper to fit your budget, BetterHelp.com is the best spot for you. If you want to receive this 10% discount, go visit BetterHelp.com for forward slash Trevor talks. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash Trevor talks to receive 10% off of your first month. What the heck? This is amazing. And I'm excited to bring you this offer. If you're looking for convenient, flexible and effective mental health support, be sure to check out betterhelp.com and don't forget betterhelp.com forward slash Trevor talks for 10% off of your first month of therapy services. Please note that the information provided in this promotional segment is for educational and informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for professional medical or mental health advice. If you are in need of immediate help, please call 911 or seek support from a local mental health provider. Betterhelp.com forward slash Trevor Talks. Let's get back to the show. Isn't it kind of nuts how some people went through the panty, as I call it, and didn't really learn anything new. Like it, it, it's ironic to me. Like for me, when the pandemic started, I started a media agency and a podcast, and just kind nice. of full set into that. Yeah, I, I don't think you could, like, mentally or physically go through that pandemic, the two years being locked up or whatever it was, without finding something new about yourself and even right. the mental health struggles that we went through it made you stronger for sure but yeah. i want to get into that artistic itch as well so remind me if i forget but let's go ahead to mike's answer and then we'll yeah pop in dude yeah the pandemic pit the panty as you put it is uh <laughs> it was bad man like i don't think i struggled as much as uh most people did so during that i was very busy working um, and then with convictions in my music, we're, uh, we just used that time to write our record and we shot our music videos and we just did all of our planning during that period. So it was actually really cool. We shot a music video, um, in like a downtown setting and we were playing our drums and instruments in the middle of the street. And it, because nobody was outside, we took advantage of it. Yeah. Um, that's dude, yeah, that was super gnarly for me because I had gone two years without performing and my first show uh, performing after two years of just sitting on the couch was in August Burns Red. So, like, two years of no playing, and then it was like, now you play your biggest shows in your life. Like, <sighs> it was very different and crazy, but really cool. Dude, that's actually nuts. So, uh, you mentioned August Burns Red. Do you want to talk about how August Burns Red got you fired from <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I don't regret nothing. Um, <laughs> Who would? It's the ABR. Yeah, nah. for our listeners, uh, if you have a dream, you got to protect it. And that's exactly what I did. I dropped everything in my life to get on the road and sing and do what I want to do. So, And God honored it because now you have an even better job. And, I mean, you had to learn all these songs within a day. Like... Give or take, I, yeah. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, because it was a throwback tour at that point, right? It was uh Yeah, it was a uh, the leveler leveler tour. tour. Yeah. 
So crazy. Man, coming out of a pandemic with something like that is so nuts. But Jeremy, you mentioned something a little bit earlier with the artistic itch. I've used that word so much in the past month of my life with just things that are happening behind the scenes. Uh, I totally get it, but I didn't get it until this year. So can you explain that to the people that aren't in music or a quote-unquote artist, or maybe they want to uh, be in that field and they're experiencing this and they don't know what it is or how to handle it. So what is it? How did you handle it? And how would you encourage others to do the same? Uh, I don't, I don't even know if I know how to explain it really what it is. I mean, I just like when you, I feel like I've always been called to music. I've done music pretty much my whole life since I was like young. And like, that's always been kind of like, I feel like my calling or my voice, you know? And so I don't know how to really explain it other than just like, you have something that you were really passionate about. And then all of a sudden you can't like exercise that and then like how what do you do like with all that energy like with all that you know um and i that's the only way i can explain it is that it, it's like an itch it itches like you want to do it so bad but you can't you know yeah. so and it's like the only release is to be able to do it to scratch that itch so um yeah. one thing i did do over the pandemic to kind of scratch that itch is i started doing painting i like uh started doing traditional tattoo uh, kind of oh. style painting and like it's like well it's not music but it's you know it's a different it's like a pivot you know it's like well it's the same side of the brain everything like that as long as I'm creating I guess I feel like I can you know scratch that itch I guess now before the pandemic hit had you ever done like an Instagram or TikTok cover of another song in your life no so nope. that's so that was... kind of a new thing yeah I mean I'd always wanted to do that and, um, I just, you know, I just didn't make any time for it because there was no time for it because we were touring so much and I was so busy in the studio that there really wasn't any time, you know, to, you know, set aside for something like that. Um, so that is something I guess I have, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, to compliment, or I don't know what, how to say it, but. Because of the pandemic. Yeah, compliment mm -hmm. the, you know, the panty was like I had time to start doing some of this stuff. And uh, because of that, like now, like I've been like doing these covers and like it's helped me. Uh, it's helped me become a better vocalist. Uh, it's helped me like learn, you know, new techniques and new cadences that I've never really messed with. Um, you know, so I think the best way to get better at a craft is to study how other people do it. People that are better than you, you, you can learn from them. And doing covers is a way to do that. Not to mention just like keeping the rust off, you know, it's like in between tours because sometimes, you know, we'll have a tour and then we'll be home for two to three months. And like I can only run through our set so many times by myself in my vocal booth before I'm like, OK, this is boring. You know, so yeah. just doing vocal covers is like kind of help me keep like stay on my game and, you know, stay fresh. Is that how you did the uh, the Deftones cover? Like kind of accidentally finding a new skill when you were covering them? Because I know that you, Earth Crones did the, the cover. Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, I like I've always been able to kind of sing, but uh, I've never really like had a lot of confidence in it. And I didn't know if that was like something that I really wanted to do with earth Grounds, but um i mean deftones being one of like my all-time like favorite bands and one of my biggest inspirations from all time was like i have to like pay i wanted to pay homage you know to a band that's inspired me over the years you know 
And like, I feel like when it comes to doing covers, you can do, you can go two ways. You can go the one way where you're like, okay, I know that if I do this song, it's going to like generate a lot of talk um, or a lot of buzz. Or you could do like a cover because you want to do a cover, you know, like, and that's like what Deftones was. It just also worked out that, you know, Deftones is also a really big band that a lot of people love. So it's, um, it did really well for us. So thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. Uh, and then, like, you know, the following EP, we did a Comeback Kid cover, and that one, like, it did okay, but it didn't nearly do as well as, like, Deftones uh, did. That one's still, like, sitting on some, like, metal playlist or uh, metal covers playlist or something. So that That's one's doing insane. better. But... So when you introduced the covers and they started taking off, did you see like a noticeable difference in like what you were doing in Earthgrown's artistry wise? You obviously were challenging yourself to learn more vocal techniques and such. But yeah. when you started seeing the response from people actually like listening to these covers and I mean, hundreds of thousands of views on these things. Has yeah. that translated into Earthgrown's fans or like what is the overall benefit? for you uh, walking through this because you didn't ask to like go viral or anything it's kind of like no yeah you were scratching the itch and it happened yeah um i don't know yeah it's like it's been good in all, in all really in every avenue like it's been good because like we've seen a lot more traction on our on our page and our you know a lot of people are being introduced to earthgrounds that never have heard of earthgrounds um you know like i think Almost every night of this last tour, somebody came up to me and said, hey, I found out about your band because of your covers. Or I've been like following you since I, you know, you know, found out about your covers. So uh, there's definitely some good translation there. Um, and then, yeah, it's just it's helped me become like a better it's helped me think outside of the box and like kind of do things differently than I used to. Or maybe like it's helped me with like cadences, doing things differently because i am learning from other vocalists like different cadences and styles and stuff so it's it's cool dude that's so good now from first glance when i saw the earthgrown's music videos i'm like this dude looks angry but now getting to talk to you nah. it's not at all that you're just a genuinely nice soft-spoken guy and there's a lot of memes going <laughs> yeah. around that show like um, metal vocalist on stage and it shows like a bear and then it says metal vocalist in the green room and it shows Barney sitting there asleep like yeah. that is a very true thing like if you look at a lot of these metalcore vocalists they're just uh, big teddy bears but dude you're yeah. such a nice dude I have to know where did the aggressive worship music come into play for you when did you know that you wanted to be a metalcore vocalist when did it come into your life um man a long time ago, I I got into metal when I was like twelve or thirteen, and I had done I had played music since I was I started piano. Well, my parents made me take piano when I was little, um, but I I said I want to be a drummer, and they're like, well, if you're going to be a drummer, you have to learn piano first because that's apparently how you're supposed to do it. I don't know, um, but I like so I did like three years of piano, and then they let me buy my own drum set, and then. So I played drums in my first band, and I played drums for like eight years. But halfway through that band, we were terrible. We played like uh, Green Day covers and like Metallica and stuff like that. And uh, but um, halfway through that, we were like, "Hey, let's actually write originals and you know play our own songs and stuff." And 
we couldn't find a singer. And I'm like, well, I'll sing, you know. And I had started screaming along to like Zayo and Under Oath when I was when I was younger and probably like 13, 14. And uh, so uh, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to do the headset, the like this Britney Spears headset microphone thing. And I'm going to play drums at the same time. <laughs> and it was cringy, so cringy. But that's where that's where it started for me. And after doing uh, vocals and drums for a couple of years, I was like, oh, I'm actually, I'm pretty sure I'm a better vocalist than I am a drummer. Um, and so the, the next band after that, I was just the front man. And like a lot of people, you know, like commented that, yeah, you're a better vocalist than you are a, a drummer. So I don't know. Isn't that wild but, too? Um someone notable that wanted to be a drummer and his parents wouldn't let him drum either would be Brian Head Welch of Korn who oh, really? wanted a drum set and his dad's like no nah, here's a guitar and even he says now like if my dad would have bought me a drum set I would have got mad and quit but instead I got a guitar and now he's one of the biggest guitar players of our generation especially in new metal so right. so yeah. many people out there have these aspirations to be musicians and such and I, I personally believe that we all have a certain piece of artistry in us. It's not always going to look the same. It's not always going to sound the same, but there's something implanted in us. Like it's a calling, you know, and <laughs> anybody can sing like you just have to find your tone. And a lot of people think of when you think of a front man, you think of what you do. It's like the first thing in a person's mind is like, oh, I couldn't really get on stage and do that in front of all those people. Was that something that you ever encountered where you're like, man, throw it up behind the stage? I've done that uh, <laughs> because you're anxious, um, struggling with depression, uh, with what people are thinking about you. Were those struggles that you had to go through on this journey? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've always... I've always welcomed the fear, I guess. That sounds really pretentious, sorry. <laughs> I don't like how that sounded. <laughs> I welcome the fear. <laughs> yeah, that was that's not a douchey. Can we scratch that? Let's take that off the record. Um, I love it. i yeah, uh I don't know. I've always like like yeah, there is definitely a lot that goes in my mind. Like I'm I get nervous still, like almost before every show, just because I mean, I, I think it's because I'm I'm a really big perfectionist and I want it to be perfect. And if I don't, if I can't perform perfectly, I like hate myself. I don't mm. know. But um, I just want to give like, you know, the fans, I guess they're the best representation of myself and the, and the band, you know. So, um, yeah, I still get I still get uh, really anxious and um, nervous before every show. Um, but um I don't know. I've never really had a problem with like people, I guess people's opinions and stuff like on the yeah. internet and stuff. But yeah, it's really just like me just like dealing with like, yeah, the, the nervousness of like performing perfectly and stuff. And like, I still like, yeah, like if we get like a big tour offer or something that like, I'm not super familiar with, even like that Christmas Burns Red, when we got there, that place is huge. I mean, I don't know if, if Mike agrees with this, but like for me, like we, I mean, we, I've played in basements and garages and small, tiny venues, like, most of my career. So to, like, get there and, like, it be that big with that many people and, like, all of that just felt foreign. Like, the fact that there was, like, a, um, the, like, the gap between us and the crowd was, like, a good, like, 10 feet. And without my glasses, I can't make out anyone's faces. 
So it was just like everyone was just blurry. And I'm like, I have no idea if they're enjoying it. I have no idea. Like it was just like it was hard for me to connect with people in the crowd because like I couldn't see them. I don't know. It was just different. It was just boring for me. But maybe Mike should talk. I haven't heard from him in a while. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Have you ever experienced anything like that? Um, yeah, I, I, like I can definitely relate to that. Um, I think what you were mentioning a lot, Jeremy, is just kind of like the stakes being higher. Like yeah. when you're playing club shows, basement shows, and then you get put on a stage in front of a few thousand, like the stakes are much higher. Margins go way yeah, up. Yeah, it's a better way to things that could go wrong or if you say something stupid or move, trip whatever <laughs> there's a lot more that could go wrong and um i think uh jeremy and i we've toured a lot together there's a, a pressure of being professional whether it's in front of two people or two thousand or whatever you want to you want to put on a good show and you know entertain and be true to what you set out to do and um I don't know. I get nervous, but it's a different kind of thing. Like for me, it's, um, I've always wanted to do it. And when I was a kid, I got bullied a lot and felt kind of, uh, kind of like an outsider and stuff. And I, I was so hungry to prove myself to people that I didn't even, that didn't even like me. So now I get to be in front of people that do like me, hopefully. And it's like, it's kind of like a celebration. It's, it's a really cool thing. And it having, sure overcoming that you know in in a positive way and hopefully if i'm lucky i can inspire someone else in a positive way so it's um it's mostly me just holding that pressure to myself like you better deliver buddy you know (laughs) yeah don't let them down if you've been listening to this podcast for more than one episode then you know how much i advocate for therapy i don't shut up about it heck half of the episodes we're talking about therapy because mental health is just as important as your physical health and we know that finding the right support for your mental health can be a challenge and that's why i want to tell you about our brand new sponsor here at trevor talks betterhelp.com betterhelp.com offers a convenient and discreet way for people to receive mental health support from the comfort of their own home with a wide range of therapists to choose from and the ability to communicate via text phone or video betterhelp.com makes it easy to find the right support for your needs one of the main benefits of using betterhelp.com is the flexibility that it provides You can access therapy sessions from anywhere you have an internet connection and choose from a variety of communication methods, including text, phone, and video. Where else are you going to find this, guys? I don't know. BetterHelp.com also uses a wide range of therapists to choose from with specialties in various areas such as anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. We have a special offer for you guys. BetterHelp.com is offering our listeners a 10% discount on their first month of therapy services. So if you've been thinking about getting into therapy and it's just been too expensive, BetterHelp.com is a lot cheaper than going to a traditional brick-and-mortar therapy service. Uh, Those are great also, but if you want to get it a little bit cheaper to fit your budget, BetterHelp.com is the best spot for you. If you want to receive this 10% discount, go visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Trevor talks. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash Trevor talks to receive 10% off of your first month. 
what the heck? This is amazing, and I'm excited to bring you this offer. If you're looking for convenient, flexible, and effective mental health support, be sure to check out BetterHelp.com. And don't forget BetterHelp.com forward slash Trevor Talks for 10% off of your first month of therapy services. Please note that the information provided in this promotional segment is for educational and informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for professional medical or mental health advice. If you are in need of immediate help, please call 911 or seek support from a local mental health provider. Betterhelp.com forward slash Trevor Talks. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that was wild for me to hear is two weeks ago when Griner was on the show, he opened up about 20 years of struggling with performance anxiety and never found a way to address it until this 20 year anniversary tour. He goes, we're running before the shows and it helps. It's like someone that has been doing this for 20 years, you would never expect to still be struggling with something like that. Yeah. And I think that's a lot more common than we know. And it just hasn't been communicated. So when you hear artists that you relate with their music so much, talk about things like that. It opens up a door of healing for other people to be able to walk through it as well. So all of this to wrap into this question, Jeremy, the question of the year, what inspired Tongue Tide and what can fans expect? Sure. Um, so I don't know if you're familiar where the, the term Tongue Tide actually comes from. Uh, it's a it's a common expression, obviously, but there is a medical uh, term for it. Also, it's like if you're born tongue tied, it um, like that to- that little skin that's underneath your tongue, it comes all the way up to the tip of your tongue, and it holds like it would not allow you to move your tongue freely or speech correct uh, speak correctly if not like corrected. Um, so yeah, it's a medical thing. But anyways, I was born I was actually born tongue tied. And uh, they performed the procedure, like, right after I came out of the womb. And, like, had to take a scissors. It's really kind of barbaric. But they just take a scissors and they just start hacking away. Um, and uh, apparently, yeah, I, uh, that's where I got my, 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 my metal vocals from, I guess. But, um, and, yeah, so I was born tongue-tied. And... That term has kind of been, I guess, a common metaphor for me in my life. Um, growing up, being the black sheep in my family, um, not only my family, but a lot of like my high school or a lot of my like years growing up, uh, I grew up in like a small conservative farm community, and like you know, there's just not people like me, I guess, around here. And um, so anyway, so it was really hard for me to like communicate and like relate and, uh, I always felt, yeah, kind of like an outsider. And, um, once I discovered music, that's kind of like, for me is when I kind of like found my voice in a sense. So that's where the whole term or the, you know, the inspiration behind the record comes from, Thumb Tide. Yeah, and in your music, there's a lot of faith-based undertones in it, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a staple thing for you. When did yep. um, your faith come into play, and when did you know you wanted to translate that and communicate it in your music? Uh, that I feel like that was always kind of first. You know, it's like if I'm going to do music, I'm going to do it for the glory of God. I want to. I want it to be worship. I wanted to uh, point people to God, even even if people don't believe in God, 
uh, or have like the same kind of like faith or whatever. Um, I still want people to listen to our music and walk away feeling inspired or some sense of hope, some way that they can also still relate to the music. Um, so that's always been a, a large part of me or a large part of music for me. Well, it's inspiring, number one. But number two, this cover art is beautiful. What was the inspiration behind this? And is there a concept behind that? Um, I actually have nothing to do with that. <laughs> we, oh, praise God. Yeah. Uh, my idea was totally different and it was totally way brutal. And uh, But uh, we, I, I pitched my idea to a guy named Jim Hughes, who I know that Convictions has worked with also. Yeah. But Jim, Jim Hughes... What's that? I was just about to ask it. Was that Jim? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jim's been working, doing our stuff for a while now. Um, but uh, fun fact, Jim and I go back a long time. Like, I met Jim when I was, like, early. We, he was in a crappy band. I was in a crappy band. We played crappy shows together. It was great. But now uh, he, he kills it when it comes to art. But um, anyways, I pitched an idea to him, and he was like, um, how about... What if we did not do that and I do something cooler? <laughs> I'm like, sick, go for it. Because I'm not an art, like, I don't do album art. I write music. So uh, that's that's all him. Um, but I think what is cool, and I don't know if he, like, if he meant to do this or not, but, like, there is kind of, like, a heart, heart-shaped, heart like, hole in that wall, yeah. and it kind of looks like, you know, it'd be, like, a bleeding heart kind of thing, which I think is pretty cool for uh, the topic of the album and, like, some of the struggles that are, like, you know, go, that we go through on the record. Um, and if you do read the lyrics, you'll find out there is a lot of, like, hurt in this record. Um, you know, so, oh, some of it just because of me growing up not feeling wanted or, or loved or having a hard time communicating with other people. So, yeah. And so many people struggle with that. It's a lot more common than, like I said earlier, people like to admit yeah. that they're struggling. But when you open up about these things, you start having conversations around it, then other people are able to become free from it. Um, which this is just inspiring for me to hear from you. So thank you for sharing it with us. Where can everybody find the music, more about Earth Groans and what you've got coming up? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're on all that, like all the different streaming sites, all the social medias. We have a website, earthgroansmusic.com. Uh, so you can go there and be directed from there. Um, but uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, all that stuff, the, the new records on all those. You can find uh, some music videos on YouTube and such like that. Um, and then what was the other question? Sorry, I spaced off. Uh, that was it. Oh, okay. I was yeah, thinking you're good. Okay. And uh, Mr. Stigmata, Mike, you want to plug anything? Yeah, go pick up Tongue Tide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. There you go. Well, we're going to have the links for everything Earthgrunts and Convictions in the description below. If you're listening to this and you need a little bit of extra support, I strongly encourage you to go check out our friends at Heart Support, which I am wearing the Heart Support Fest hat right now. So yeah. if you want one, go support them at heartsupportfest.com. Get your merch. It's all on sale right now, which is a crazy, amazing thing. Go check that out. Go check out the links in the description. Know that you are loved, that we care for you, and there's always a reason to choose to live. 
We love you guys so much. This episode was brought to you by BetterHelp Heart Support and Life Audio, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye now. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.